We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company is ringing in the holiday season with daily deals. Visit littletoncoin.com for at least 15% off select products now through November 28th. Save on your favorite coins, such as Morgan Silver Dollars, Kennedy Half Dollars, Commemorative Quarters, and much more. But hurry, each day offers a new deal you don't want to miss. Visit us now at littletoncoin.com. That's littletoncoin.com. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Y'all ready? Bible's up! Let's make our confession of faith together. We're going to hasten through the word quickly because I want to get to demonstration tonight. Remember I told you I'm going to have you say this off and say I'm open and I'm ready. Say let your fire fall on me tonight. What I love about God is the same way he's doing it for those that are in this building with me is the same way he's doing it for those of you that are watching at home, that are watching on the app, that are watching from other cities and other states. Say it. Say, let your fire fall on me tonight. I don't want to leave the same. Come on, lift your Bibles out, let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord! Don't let us leave the same way we came in. Don't let us log off the same way we logged on. But send your fire tonight, God, that transforms, that changes, that rearranges, that makes all things new. When fire touches something, it never, ever, 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 goes back to being the same. We declare from this day forward, our best days are here and they are now. It's not getting ready to happen. It's happening. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're going to talk to the person on your left or your right several times tonight. Um, the reason for that, it's, it's, it's not a preaching thing. 
it's a faith thing. The Bible says wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when I have you talk to them, touch them, elbow them, fist bump them, what I'm trying to do is get faith working in your section. For those of you online, when I have you to chat, I'm getting faith working in your section. Because there's certain things that if you just get some faith working, what, what didn't work on the 14th will work on the 16th. What had you ready to quit on the 15th will have you fired up and ready to go by the 16th. What had you discouraged today, you'll be encouraged about tomorrow. So I need you to get some faith working. So I just need you to look at the person next to your elbow or fist bump them, do whatever you feel comfortable, and just tell them, say, the fire's in this row. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Just say the fire's over here. Come on, I just need your faith at a level that's ready to receive. Somebody say the fire's over here. And it's about to fall even greater. When you clap your hands, that's a posture of praise. When you clap your hands, the Bible says you hiss the enemy out of his place. So while you're clapping, God's at your house getting rid of some evil spirits. He's on your job getting rid of some evil spirits. He... Be seated. Let's go. This month at Harvest, we've been in this series called The Sequel. Everybody say The Sequel. Because our God is the God of sequels, always wanting your next to be better than your previous and your present. And it's Friday Night Fire. Where we welcome the first of the spring feast, Passover 2022. Why? Because the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. And the Hebrew calendar, as I've already made mention, has seven major feasts. And these feasts in the Bible are appointed times for heaven to interrupt your world. I don't think you heard what I said. That tonight we welcome the first of these feasts, which is Passover. Which means God says, I have begun the interruption into your life. This is why there's some people that were in your life this week that you ain't going to see next week. Why? Because the interruption has begun. There's some things you dealt with for the first three months you will not deal with after that. Why? Because the interruption has begun. I need you to open your mouth and say the interruption has already begun. Watch me, there are seven major feasts, and seven is the biblical number of completion. It is the biblical number of shalom. What does that mean, Bishop? It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Say it with me. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. One more time. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Pay attention. The reason there are seven feasts is so that if you honor the feast, you will invite shalom into your life. When you honor what's important to God, God is going to make sure that he hooks you up. Have you ever had somebody that they did something that meant a lot to you and because they did that for you, you said, I'm going to make sure that I hook you up. It's the same principle with God. God says that if you honor him and honor what's important to him, he's going to make sure that he takes care of you. 
These seven major feasts are referred to as appointed times. They're appointed times, which literally means God says, uh, your prayer, your praise, your worship sets a meeting with him. But in the feast, God says, I set a meeting with you. And this is interesting because if God wants to meet, that must mean the meeting is important. Bible called these holy convocations where we gather together because we're hybrid. That means we gather together on campus and online. It's a meeting that God sets. Now, there are three fall feasts. There are four spring feasts. And the first one, as I've already said, but I'm going to say it again, we welcome it tonight. If you pull up your phone right now, it says Passover on it right now. Why? Because we welcome the first of these feasts tonight. Come on, just tell the Lord, say, Lord, you're welcome. Now, these spring feasts represent this sudden, fast-forward movement. Sudden, fast-forward movement. Okay. Things you were confused about, you're about to have clarity with sudden, fast-forward movement. Things that have persisted in your life that you said, when is this ever going to change? During the feast, God says, it's going to change and it's going to be sudden, fast-forward movement. Sudden means it's going to come out of nowhere. Your phone's about to ring. Your name's about to be brought up. You're about to get unexpected emails. You're about to come across something on your timeline that's about to change time. You sudden and then fast means it's going to happen quickly for you this is why God has kept you in a posture where you had to be ready he kept you in a posture where you had to be ready why so that you would not have to spend time getting ready because you would already be ready and when you stay ready you never have to get ready this is why some of y'all the last few weeks let me get in your business you felt restless who am I talking to the last few weeks you have felt like you've been on edge you feel on uh, that, that there's this unease like God what's going on something's going on but I can't figure out what's going on it was God keeping you on your toes and keeping you ready because you're about to experience sudden fast forward I'll say it one more time so that your faith can attach to it you're about to see sudden fast forward movement now now in that uh, 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 we are in the first of these tonight now uh, look at this in the scripture Leviticus 23 and 5 you see these Leviticus means to attach to all right. Pay, pay, pay attention. So you need to attach yourself to this. All right. The, number one, the Lord's Passover. That begins tonight. Somebody say tonight. All right. Look at verse six. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Immediately following Passover, there's what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So literally, as we begin this one, the, the next one simultaneously beginning. And I like that imagery because that's exactly the way it works with the feast. As one thing is happening, God says, and I got this going on, too. And for some of you, watch me, you're going to have to get used to handling multiple projects at one time. You're going to have to get used to handling, watch this, multiple contracts at the same time. You're going to have to get used to dealing with multiple personalities at the same time. You're going to have to get used to dealing with multiple things at the same time. Because immediately as the Passover is beginning, simultaneously as it's beginning and as it's coming to its conclusion, you walk into the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And this represents when uh, the children of Israel were coming out of 430 years of bondage. The Bible says it happened so fast that when they were making bread, the yeast did not have time uh, so that the bread was able to rise. So they had to have unleavened bread because it happened so quickly. You miss what I'm saying. They had to change what their plan was because God came in and changed everything quickly. 
For some of y'all, I need you to make plans, but be okay changing them. Why? Because when God steps in, you were planning on one thing, but it's about to be a whole nother situation. And I don't need you holding on so tight to what it was that you miss what he's trying to make it into. So as they're exiting Egypt, the Bible says um, that uh, they did not have time for mm, the bread to rise. And so he says, you should call this the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Leaven in the Bible, it means this. It means uh, error. It means sin. It means stuff that is causing you an issue. Pay attention. The scripture says this, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So while you may think it's not a big issue, the problem is that issue is affecting another area over here. And your attitude in church tonight is affecting your breakthrough on Sunday. Y'all not going to say nothing. And, 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 and your issue in your heart is affecting what's going on over here. And this issue is affecting what's going on over here. And this issue is affecting what's going on over here. So God says, I need you to self-reflect and self-correct. So tonight when you leave church, watch me, you're going to leave on fire. You're going to leave excited. But I need you to make sure that you are self-reflecting and self-correcting. God is going to show you yourself. And when you see you, you don't need to fight it. You just need to say, doggone, that surely is how I was acting. But watch me make a change tonight. Why? If I still have a post, that means God still has a plan. He's not done with you yet. Here's what I love about it. If he's given you a chance to self-reflect and self-correct, that means, let's go, uh, let's go who it for a minute. That means God's saying you can check yourself before you wreck yourself. Why is that good news? Because God says, I'm not trying to have you waste any time because you screwed up this year. I'm not trying to have you waste any time because you messed up this year. You're not going to make the same mistakes you did in 20, in 21, in 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 0. I skipped one. Watch me. He says, he says you're not going to make these same mistakes. So we don't have time for that. Say, I don't have time for that. You don't have time to pick the same losers to date. You don't have time to go get stuck in the same anxiety. You don't have time to make the same bad financial decisions. You don't have time to get stuck because you're depressed. You don't have time to be frustrated with people because they're not doing what you want them to do. Somebody say, I don't have time for that. All right, look at verse 8. He says, you should present an offering by fire. So during these feasts, this is why I've been teaching you this. During the feast, the Bible says that we are to present an offering. We are to sow sacrificially during the feast. God says, during the feast, when I come meet with you, you don't meet with a king and don't bring a gift. All throughout the scriptures, you will see this. Solomon, who was uh, the richest man to, um, that we had in recorded history up until recently. Uh, Solomon, the Bible says that when the queen of Sheba came to visit him, she brought him great gifts. You never came before a king without a gift as an indication of your honor for the fact that the king chose to have an audience with you. During the feast, God says, do not let me set a meeting with you and all you have are requests and no gift. Can you imagine somebody saying, I really want to talk to you, really want to talk to you, really want to talk to you. And, and, and they say, Let, let's go to lunch. And then, they, and then, listen, they asked to meet with you. They asked to sit down and talk and have an audience with you. And they say, let's go to lunch, let's go to lunch, let's go. And then you go to lunch, and then the person says, is it going to be one check or two? And they're like, two? How, how you figure? You asked to meet with me. I, the least you could do is pay for the... Can I tell some of y'all, you're about to have people that honor who you are. So when they sit down, 
They're not going to be asking for something. They're going to be coming to bring a gift. I wish you would elbow somebody next to you and say they're about to honor who you are. See, back then, folk didn't want you, but you're about to be so hot, they're going to be out. You got to hear what I'm saying. God says you shall present an offering that is a sacrifice, an offering made by what? Fire. Pay attention. An offering made by what? Fire. Come on, Friday night. An offering made by fire. Watch me. God says if your offering is hot, then that means your life is about to be hot. Okay, you're not catching it. You're not catching it. God says the same way you come at me is the same way I'm going to throw it back at you. So if you come to me tonight and you got to be begged to praise, then you're going to have to beg me for a breakthrough. But if you come tonight on fire, then that means I'm going to throw that energy right back at you. I need everybody in this building and online to just take 10 seconds and send up some smoke with your praise. Send up some smoke with your worship. Because where there's fire, there's smoke. Where there's fire, there's smoke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, don't worry about it if ain't nobody else next to you doing it. Look at me. Your praise is not for anybody else around you. I wish you would let the fact that somebody around you ain't doing them. I didn't come here for you. I didn't log on for you. This is between me and my God. And the moment you get a heaven to put me in, I'll praise for you. The moment you get a hell to put me in, I'll praise for you. But until then, to hell with that. Watch me give God what I owe. Come on, somebody shout fire! Let's go, let's go, be seated. We gotta go, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Verse 10. Verse 10. Bring, bring, watch me. He's gonna throw it back at you the same way you throw it to him. He's gonna throw whatever what you give him, what you release, that's what you go receive. I dare five of y'all in this building to just hop up and watch me and just run around this auditorium right there. Just five. Why? Because just as fast as you run, he's about to send something running your way. God, I need somebody to run for me. I need somebody to run just as fast as he's about to send it your way. He's about to send it your way. Come on, Facebook. Come on. He's about to send it your way. He's about to send it your way. You may call them crazy tonight, but when you see what God sends them, it's about to blow your mind. Let me back that up with scripture. The scripture says, I saw angels ascending and descending. In other words, watch me. The same way I sent it up, that's the same energy they sent it back with. So tonight, I need you to make sure that, that you're sending what you want to get back. I'm going to give you one more opportunity and we're going to move on. Just shout fire and put a praise behind it. One, two, three. Same way you put it out, he's going to throw it back. Same way you put it out, he's going to throw it back. Same way you put it out, he's going to throw it back. Same way you put it out, he's going to throw it 
We gotta go. Look at me. Verse 10. Bring the sheaf of the first fruits. So first, first spring feast, Passover. Second spring feast, unleavened bread. Check yourself. During the feast, what do we do? So sacrificially. Our offerings should be made with what? Fire. Well, ask me, fire never lets anything go back to being the same. When your seed you release during the feast, your life will never go back to being the same. Why? Because what I released wasn't the same that I released before. The praise you release during the feast. And see, maybe some of y'all are having a problem with it because you're like, well, I already praise God. Okay. But you're forgetting the fact that day by day, he keeps waking you up. Day by day, he keeps putting breath in your body. Day by day, he keeps making you survive what was supposed to kill you. You survived coronavirus. Millions did not. You survived a car accident. Millions did not. You survived an abusive marriage. Millions did not. You owe him. Come on, we gotta go. Bring the sheaf of the first fruits. So the third, the third, the third, the third, the third feast is called the feast of first fruits. Here's the principle of first fruits. Whatever the first is, so is the rest. Jesus is our first fruit. This is why he said greater works than these that he did. He says we will be able to do. Well, how can we do greater works unless the same power he had is the same power we have? God has an issue with you being a beggar when you're a son. You're not a beggar. You're not a beggarette. Beggarette. You're not a beggarette. You are a son or a daughter of the most high God. And the reason I keep having you praise so much is because, watch me, my praise, watch me, he hears me. But if he doesn't hear you as his son or daughter, you'll be saying, well, Lord, why aren't you doing anything? He'll say, because I never heard anything. He is our first fruit. And so that's, that, that feast is on Resurrection Sunday. Say Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is the first fruit. And look what the scripture says. He says, bring the sheaf of the first fruits. Look at verse 12. You shall offer a male lamb. That's Jesus. He was offered. They got lamb's chops play along over here for me. Y'all remember that? Well, it's lamb chops play along where kid come to play along. And fun things are all we ever dump, 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 dump. Well, it's lamb chops play along where kids come to play along. And fun things is all we ever do. And fun things is all we ever do. Oh, my God. And fun things is all we How y'all go to church over lamb chops? <laughs> it really is the church song. It's really church chords. Somebody from the church wrote that song. Okay, we gotta move on. Somebody say lamb chop. 
Let them talk. Stop, y'all stop. <laughs> Lift your hands. You're not going to need those crutches. I command healing to manifest in your body and to manifest quickly. The same way my, I recovered in four days, I prophesy that your recovery will be complete far in advance. You're about to be a testimony. You're not going to need those. Come on here. We got to go. Jesus was the final lamb chop. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was the, was, the, was the male lamb. Somebody say, he is the final sacrifice. And here's the principle of first fruits. Everything he is, if it's in him, principle of first fruit says, it's in the rest of the fruit. Now, your life may sometimes may feel like a whole fruit basket. But because he's your first fruit, because he overcame betrayal, guess what you're going to do? Because he overcame haters, guess what you're going to do? Because he overcame death, guess what you're going to do? That's why you sit next to somebody that's not scared to die. Why? Because if God be for me, who in the world would there be against? And for some of y'all, can I announce to you, you're finally about to start living. You've been breathing, but you ain't been living. Tonight is the beginning of the rest of your life. Somebody say, he's my first fruit. Come on, Friday, say, he's my first fruit. Whatever he is, anything you see him do, lay your hands on yourself, say, I can do it too. So when people are running their mouth about you, let me tell you why I need you not to trip. I need you to study what your first fruit did. What did your first fruit do? When people were lying on him, you know what he did? He never chased it down. Stop chasing down every lie. Can I promise you something? Every Judas is going to commit suicide. What do you mean? They're going to take themselves out. You're not going to have to worry about them because they're going to take themselves. They will self-destruct. The traps they're setting for you are traps they should have set for themselves. And then you get, then you get, then you get verse 16 to what shows up June 5th. So from now until June 5th, we're in the feast season. You miss me. From now until June 5th, we're in the feast season. April, May, June. That's three months. That's a season. So somebody say, what season you in? Supernatural. What season of life are you in? It's on fire for me. What season are you in? Everything I seem to touch, it seems to work. What season are you in? Everything the enemy meant for evil, God keeps turning around for my... What season are you in? Resurrection. Every time you think I'm down, I get back up. Every time I feel like staying down, I get back. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder and prophesy to them, say, get up and stay there. I rebuke you overthinking. 
I rebuke you being stressed out. I rebuke you being in doubt. I rebuke you feeling like you're not going to make it. I rebuke you worried about money. I rebuke you losing sleep. I rebuke your hair falling out. I rebuke your hair turning gray before it's supposed to. I rebuke you gaining weight. I rebuke it. I am in a season of the spring feast. You ready? You ready? So the question is, we're at Passover. How do we get to the Passover? In the Bible, the Bible says that the Lord calls a man named Moses. Moses, his name in Hebrew is Moshe, which means to draw out. They call him that because they drew him out of the Nile River. Why? Because the Pharaoh sent an edict that said that the firstborn sons, um, that the sons had to, um, that their, the sons had to be uh, annihilated. So as the sons had to be annihilated, pay attention, uh, Moses' mother, the Bible says, by faith, she releases him. See, for some of you, you wondered why you couldn't be raised by certain ones. It was because God says, I need them to release you. Watch me. They don't even know why they're doing it, but I want to make sure, watch me. I don't need you being raised with a slave mentality like Moses' parents had. I'm going to send you to, to Pharaoh's house so you can be raised around royalty. See, some of y'all called it rejection. You were never rejected. You were being divinely protected. I... And they didn't know why they released you. You didn't know why they released you. You didn't know why you felt abandoned. But it wasn't really abandonment. She ain't got them crutches. It wasn't really abandonment. What it was. Watch me. What it was was that God was divinely protecting you. So Moses, Moshe, he's released into the Nile. They call him that because they draw him out of the Nile, but his name is prophetic. That means his name is speaking something that he would do because Moses would be used to draw his people out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. What's amazing is that Moses didn't pick his call. Moses didn't pick his assignment. But ask me, for everybody who thinks you get to pick what you sent to do, you don't. God only lets you think you got to pick. You don't get to pick it. Watch me. Which, which means since I don't get to pick my assignment, that also means I don't get to pick my affliction. There's certain affliction that comes with certain assignments, and you don't get to pick it. Moses didn't feel good enough. He told the Lord, he said, Lord, can't you get, watch me, somebody else? How many of us on campus and online, we've said to the Lord, Lord, can you get somebody else to do this? Like, I don't want to do this. I, I I don't feel equipped enough. I don't, watch me, he told the Lord, Lord, I can't speak well. Here's what's interesting, is the Lord tries, uh, Moses tries to tell the Lord something that he acted like God didn't already know. Moses, God already knows you have a speech impediment. The reason that, pay attention closely right through here, the reason you have a speech impediment, Moses, is because I'm going to make sure that, watch me, that you always have to depend on me. Because, watch me, you're about to have power. And the Bible says in Exodus that Moses will be as God to Pharaoh. And watch me, when you've got that type of authority and power, God says, I will leave a thorn in your side to make sure you don't ever get too arrogant, to make sure you don't ever get too prideful, to make sure you don't ever start reading your own press. Can I help some of you understand this? There's certain areas of your life God left something right there and you're like God, I'm keep dealing with this issue. I've got this uh, problem. I've got this difficulty. I've got this struggle. I've got this. And God's like, I know that and I knew that before I picked you. You are not updating me or educating me or informing me about something that I did not already know. Moses, I know you can't speak well, so I'm going to let your brother be your prophet on your behalf. His brother's name was Aaron. Everybody say Aaron. Aaron. 
Bible says that Moses, watch me, after 40 years in Egypt, he's on the run. He spends 40 years in the wilderness. Pay attention. He spends 40 years living the high life. He spends 40 years living his best life. He wasn't going back and forth with nobody. He was living his best life. And then, watch me, at age 40, he is now on the run. For every one of you that feels like, watch me, your life is taking a turn in your 30s and 40s and 50s you did not anticipate. Let me go on and get you together tonight. That's the normal pattern. Y'all not going to say that to me. That's the normal pattern. Why? After 40 years, Moses said, this is how my life is going to be. And then God says, no, let's shift that thing. And Moses goes and spends 40 years in the wilderness raising sheep. For 40 years, nobody knows his name. For 40 years, nobody's paying him any attention. For 40 years, he is being developed. And when God is developing you, please listen to me. It will feel like he has forgotten about you. He has not forgotten about you. He is just developing you. And watch me. He's going to come back to check. He's going to come back. Let me see if I can make this connect. He's going to come back to have a meeting to see if you're ready. Well, the spring feasts are a meeting that God calls with us. God's coming to check to see if you're, if you're finally ready. I wish you look at somebody on your left and your right and say, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Because if you still got the same attitude you had in 21, you ain't ready. If you still got the same nasty disposition you had last year, you ain't ready. If you still gossiping, you ain't ready. If you still trying to pull other people down, you ain't ready. But for the rest of us that can say, I'm not perfect, but I am faithful, which means I'm ready. Oh, my God. Open up your mouth and say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. So then, so then, at age, pay attention, 80. Some of y'all ready to check out, and you ain't got nothing in the cart. You'll get that on the way home. Say, there's more life in me. Your best days are not behind you. They are ahead of you. So what happens Friday night? What happens? The Bible says Moses goes back at age 80. He goes to Pharaoh, and uh, Moses says, let my people go. Pharaoh says no. What's interesting is Pharaoh was going to say yes. You want to know what made him change his mind? What made him change his mind was that the Bible says God hardened his heart. You, you didn't hear what I said. The Bible says God hardened his heart. Okay. Which means sometimes God is behind your nose. Sometimes God is behind your delays. Sometimes God is behind your resistance. Bible says that the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Check this out. After he told Moses to go ask him for something. Your God, our God, my God, he's the type of God that because he has no equals, he has to play chess with himself. So on one side, he'll make a move and it'll look like they got you. And then on the other side, he'll come over here and play another move and say, but I work all things together for their good. Which means even what feels like it's against them is really working for them. I need you to make this declaration. Say, life is happening for me, not to me. I don't believe you, Friday. Say it with authority. Say, life is happening for me, not to me. So they go through what are called ten plagues. These ten plagues, the Bible says that every time Pharaoh said no, who made him say no? God. Every time Pharaoh said no, the Bible says 
that the Lord would then issue a plague. He would release a plague. And this plague was sent so that the children of Israel and the Hebrews would, or, and the Egyptians would know that he was God. They get through 10 of them. 10 is the number of biblical divine perfection. I'll say it again so that you act like you heard it. 10 is the number of divine perfection. All right, let me mix it up another way. To perfect something doesn't mean it's perfect. To perfect something means that you got it ready. Okay, let's connect dots. Connect dots. God takes them through 10 plagues to make sure that they were ready for what they prayed for. For years, they prayed to get out of bondage, but God says, you're not ready for it yet. So he allows 10 plagues to perfect them to get them ready to make progress. Why is this important? God, 10 plagues take them through the fire. These plagues, one of them literally was a plague of hailstone and fire and thunder coming down from, there, uh, from the skies. All of that. He takes them through the fire. He takes them through the fire. He takes them through the fire. I need y'all to come on this bus now. He takes them through the fire like he's taking you through the fire. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Because some of y'all apparently, you, you haven't had any fire lately. Today a pastor called me and, and, and I sent him a message and said, man, God, you good? He said, thank you so much for checking on me. Uh, I, I said, cool. He, he said, I said, well, what's going on? And he said, oh, nothing. I said, you a lie. And so he's telling me all this stuff. I said, oh, you want to share wounds? I said, you want to talk about what's going on? And I gave him my list. He said, dog. He said, that's a lot. I, I said, I know. I said, but I have no choice. <laughs> Why? Because the fire is designed to produce, look at the screen, sudden, fast forward. Now, I need you to check the person around you because they're acting like everything has been amazing with no fire. And if that's the case, great. But for the rest of us that have had some fiery darts, fiery situations, watch me. Here's why I need you to release a praise that the fire did not kill you. I did not kill you. Did not kill you. You felt like dying, but it didn't kill you. You felt like giving up, but it did not stop you. Somebody shout, I've been through the fire. But I'm still here. Here's the question. Why? Why? Like, God, why can't you? Here's, here's what we want. Here's what we want. Go tell Pharaoh to let you go. Welcome to Pharaoh. Let my people go. Okay. You think that because it's God, it's going to be easy. You think that because it's something that God desires that it's, it's just going to be easy. That's not the way that it works. Pay attention. Watch me. 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. What's his glory? His goodness. Pay attention. God says every day of your life you're getting hotter. Okay, now let me just make this as simple as I possibly can. If you're taking too long. Um, I like to grill. Anybody else like to grill? Not because I can't cook, so I grill. Because you can grill anything. You understand? All right. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Now they got these gas grills, right? 
You just, bloop, and it's on. I don't like that. I like the grill where you get the charcoal, the newspaper. Watch me. And a half a bottle of lighter fluid. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And I will... Watch me, watch me, because it's ta it'll take too long. You're going to catch it. It'll take too long for it to get to the temperature I need it unless I put some ammunition behind it. And for some of y'all, God is like, you are scheduled to have your best year yet, and we don't have time for you to heat up, so what I'm going to do is let you go through the fire because the fire works faster. Y'all better pay attention to what I'm saying. It's right there on the screen. Please watch me. Fire transforms all that it touches and fire works faster. Let me talk over here because they ain't saying nothing to me. Say fire works faster. You know, the other reason I like to grill is because, um, watch me, when you grill, um, you put it on there, it cooks faster. You ain't got to wait for the oven to heat up. You ain't got to wait for them to, you ain't going to do all that. Fire works faster. Say faster. faster. What if you were taking too long, moving too slow, and so God said, let me allow some fire because it's going to transform you. What does the scripture say? We are being transformed. What if the fire is doing exactly what it was supposed to do? Why? You don't even pray the same now. You pray harder. You don't worship the same now. You worship harder. You don't give the same. You give more. You don't serve the same. You serve better. You, what if the fire did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is you're at church tonight because you had some fiery situation. Somebody shout fire. fire. Fire transforms everything that it touches. When fire touches something, it never, ever goes back to being what it was. Doesn't. Doesn't. And it works faster. Okay, so let me see if you can hear me. Let me see if you can hear me. Let me see if you can hear me. It works faster. Okay. okay let me. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, Friday. Come on. Come on. Come on. It works faster. Everybody look at me because y'all looking at everything else but what you need to be looking at. It works faster. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, you're not getting it. You're not. Get it. Fire works. You got a lighter? Give me a lighter. Um, they're going to get this tonight. Somebody give me a lighter. Listen, we ain't going to talk about you. Just give me the lighter. Because some of y'all don't want, some of y'all don't want, you don't want nobody to know you're still smoking them squares. Ain't nobody going to judge you. Bring me a lighter. Just don't give me your Newports. Just give me the lighter. That's all I need. That's all I need. Y'all, ain't nobody got a lighter? I, no, I sense lighters in the building. Come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I got you. Thank you so much. Everybody like, I ain't trying to let the man of God know. You're in a judgment-free zone. Elbow somebody said you're in a judgment-free zone. All right. All right. All right. Come here. All right. Rub your hands together. Y'all going to get this tonight. See, watch me. You do this talking about what you're about to do. 
what you praying about, what you thinking about. What, 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 oh, I'm going to make it happen. Oh, it's getting ready to happen. And uh, I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. I'm finna, and then you leave church and do nothing. So sometimes God says, let me just put a little bit of. And you're like, God, it's getting hot in my life. He says, because I need you to finally stop pretending like you're about to do it and open up your hands and do it. I need you to thank God for every fire that he started in your life. Somebody say, thank God for the fire because it's working faster. My next is now. Now do you get it? You got it? So look at this. Look at this. Fire is, we have a problem because fire is paradoxical. Fire is paradoxical. Say it's paradoxical. What must mean? I, I taught this in Atlanta in February. This means it combines contradictory features. Say contradictory features. Come on, y'all talk to me. We're almost done. Say contradictory features. What do you mean, Bishop? Fire, by definition, means antagonism, hostility, opposition. Let's see if you remember when we started this series. And affliction. So when he starts that fire, watch me, it's antagonism, it's hostility, it's opposition, and it's affliction. At the same time, it means passion, excitement, and zeal, which means what the enemy hoped would shut me down. That's what woke me up. Y'all not going to talk. What he had hoped would make me throw in the towel. That's what made me go collect some additional towels. At the same time, there's these contradictory features of fire. God says it's going to be antagonistic. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be opposition. It's going to be affliction. But at the same time, you're going to see a passion come out of you you've never seen before. Let's be honest. Some of y'all, the only reason you're doing this is because they told you you couldn't. Let's be honest. Some of y'all, the reason you're getting your body yada yada together is because he said he didn't like the last one. Y'all not going to say that now. The reason that you're doing what you're supposed to do now is because who walked out of you yesterday. What if the fire was doing exactly what it was supposed to do? I need y'all online to just drop some fire in the comments right there. Here it is. We're almost done. So the children of Israel, God takes them through the fire. To get them to the Passover. Look at Exodus 12, 11. We're almost there. We're going. And we're going to see demonstration. I'm going to have you out in town to go to the Waffle House. Or wherever you're going to go. Don't sleep on that all-American. Listen. You're getting a little judgmental. Or all-star, whatever. You know what I meant. All right, watch me, watch me, watch me. Exodus 12, 11. These are your instructions. This is the night of the Passover. Say tonight. tonight. This, is the, this is the Lord's instructions to you. Look what he says. Be fully dressed. <laughs> Wear your sandals. And carry your walking stick in your hand. Why do I need my walking stick in my hand? Because I ain't staying stuck. I'm not staying stagnant. This is a temporary location.
What if I told you what you're dealing with right now tonight? It is a temporary location. What if I told you what you're facing right now? It is a temporary location. These are your instructions. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals. Carry your walking stick in your hand. Look at the next part. Eat the meal with urgency. He said, he said, hurry up. All right, just look at somebody next to you. Say, hurry up. For this is the Lord's Passover. I, I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand what he was telling them. He was saying, be prepared for what you pray for. What they pray for? To come out of 430 years of bondage? So what did he tell them? Have your clothes on. I don't need you in no nightgown. I don't need you in no rollers. Y'all not saying that to me? I, I, I don't need, I don't need, no, 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 no. I don't need you in no pajamas. I don't need you in no gym shorts. I need you ready to make it happen. Look at what he says in the verse. He says, be fully dressed. Wear your sandals. What do I need my sandals for? Why? Because I'm about to walk somewhere. And then he says, carry your walking stick. In other words, make sure you don't get tired of walking so you need a rest because you're about to take a journey where you don't have time to rest. I hope you got rested in the first quarter because you ain't going to have no time for that in the second. What do you mean? All of your staying at home, I hope you got that done in the first quarter because you're about to be here, there, and everywhere in the second. These are your instructions. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals. Carry your walking stick in your hand. Pay attention to what he said. He said, Car let me have this here. Carry your walking stick in your hand. Say, in my hand. In my hand. Come on, come on, come on. All right, all right. Watch me. Watch me. He said, do this. And at the same time, look at the verse. He said, and eat. Let me tell you why some of you have felt overwhelmed lately. It's not that you were really overwhelmed. You were just learning how to do two different things at the same time. He says, you're about to carry your work, walking stick and at the same time. You're about to watch me. You're about to work your job and start your business. I ain't playing with y'all. Denver, I am not playing with y'all. I am not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. What's me? What's me? What's me? What's me? What's me? What's me? You're about to end some negative friendships and not get bitter because God's about to send some amazing people. I need you to walk and eat. Walk and eat. Walk and eat. Walk and eat. Say it, y'all. Say it. Say it! Say it! Say it! I need you to do both at the same time. So the reason you feel overwhelmed is because here's what you're used to doing. Lord, I can only do this. Lord, it's just too much. Then what did you pray for more for? If you stressed over that, how in the heck are you going to do next? He says, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, but this is the Lord's what? Passover. 
Passover. Be prepared for what you pray for. Look at verse 12. I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal. Now, look, this, this is interesting to me because for 10 plagues, the Egyptians have looked like they got over on the Hebrews. Bible doesn't tell us how long it lasted. Um, we, we don't know how long these plagues lasted. We, we, we don't know. We don't know the duration of time that this was. If you watch old school Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, you, you'll, think it, you'll think it happened day after day after day after day. You ready? Um, 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 you know, you, you think that's what happened. Bible doesn't tell us that. Bible says this. Bible makes it clear. Say, say it's clear. It's very clear. Um, after 10 plagues and 430 years of disappointment, what's your number? 32? 26, 47, 54. After all of this time, watch me. God says, tonight, pay attention, because you're about to do something in the spirit, and you're going to see results by Sunday. Y'all can... You're about to do something in the spirit, and you're going to see results just like that. You ready? After all this time, after all this time, after all this time, after the no's, after the disappointment, after the frustrations, after the feeling dumb and feeling stupid, feeling embarrassed, feeling self-conscious because you're walking in there bold like today going to be the day to only get shot down. Am I talking to anybody where you've experienced some stuff? After all that time, God says, tonight, I'm going to pass through the land of Egypt. And I'm going to strike down, watch me, every firstborn son and firstborn animal. Let me see if I can translate it for you. I delayed dealing with them. Until the Passover. Because had I done it before, you try to get the credit for it. And you say, look at how I handled that situation. God says, I waited to deal with the issue until the Passover. He said, tonight. Somebody say tonight. tonight. I'm going to keep my walking stick right there. <laughs> he said, tonight. Say tonight. tonight. He told Moses. He said, listen, guys. I know you've been waiting. I know it. I know you've been frustrated. I know you've been mad. I've been angry. He said, but tonight. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Say it again. Say, but tonight. But tonight. Um, I told you I was going to have you say a lot to your neighbor. We're almost done. I just need your faith there. Just, just, just touch him on the shoulder. Say, tonight. tonight. Come on, y'all. We got to go. And we got to see demonstrations. Say, tonight. But tonight, what's me? God says, I delayed dealing with the issue. I delayed making them apologize. I delayed making them even see the error of their own ways. Y'all not gonna talk. I delayed your mama and them apologizing. I delayed your father and them apologizing. I I delayed, I delayed dealing with this issue. I matter of fact, I let them run their mouth about you. 
I let them say all kind of salacious and slanderous things about you. And I delayed dealing with it until tonight. This is in your Bible. This is in your Bible. Look at verse 13. The blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague of death will not touch you. Everybody look at me. 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 In the spirit, hear me clearly. Tonight, God's releasing angelic hosts to go handle what he's delayed handling on your behalf. And I'm saying this slow because I need you to get it. And for many of you, you're going to see results by Sunday morning. You're going to log on with a praise report. You're going to walk in this building with a praise report. Somebody say, this is the Lord's Passover. All right, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. We got to finish, we got to finish. Look at me, verse 13. The blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you. It didn't affect them the same way. Now, 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 now this is interesting. Say, I'm covered by the blood. What does this mean? 2,000 years ago when Jesus died and died in that place, he covered us with his blood. He paid the price for us. Blood is an instrument of redemption, which means that he bought us. Somebody say, he bought me. All right, pay attention. Here's what's significant about all this is that God says, if I see the blood, put the verse up, I'm going to pass over you and it's not going to touch you the same way it touches. How do you think you prospered in a pandemic? Covered. How do you think that the breakup actually made you break through? You're covered. I just need those of you that know you're covered by the blood to just make this hand motion and say, I'm covered. I'm, your body's covered. Your finances are covered. Your future is covered. Your faith is covered. You are covered by the blood. Say, I'm covered by the blood. Look at me, verse 17. We got to go. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you. Celebrate this from generation to generation. We have a problem with this verse. Say, so what's the problem, Bishop? He's telling them to celebrate, but he hasn't done it yet. He's telling them to celebrate, but he hasn't done it yet. He says, celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, for I will remind you that I brought he hadn't done it yet. Watch me. Your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day, this festival or feast will be a permanent law for you. Say permanent. That's why we still honor today. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. But God, why are you telling me to celebrate something before I see it? Because if you don't celebrate it, you'll never see it. Uh-uh. Put the verse back up, please. I need you to get this. Celebrate, for it will remind you. He ain't done it yet. He says, but you already need to be reminded that I brought. Y'all, we're about to move on. But there's some stuff he's not done yet 
But he says, I want you to celebrate me as if I already have. He ain't paid the mortgage off yet. You don't know how he even going to do it. But he said, celebrate me as if I already. It hasn't turned in your favor yet. But he said, celebrate me as if I owe. You still dealing with some of the issues. But he said, celebrate me as if I'm already. Let me. Verse 31. Pharaoh sent Moses and Aaron during the night. He sent Moses and Aaron during the night. He sent from Moses and Aaron during the night. He sent from Moses and Aaron during the night. What night? This night. Put your name in the atmosphere. You're about to be sent for. God, you're about to be sent for. You're about to be reached for. You're about to be called for. Come on, say your first and last name one more time. Say, my name's being brought up. I'm about to be sent for. I'm about to be called for. Doors are opening for me. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Look what he said. Get out. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you and go and worship the Lord as you have requested. So during the Passover, what happens? You're going to get exactly... Let me prove it to you. That's why this week, pressure has been trying to push you to say negative stuff. God, I ain't got no faith in here. That's why this week, pressure has been trying to push you to curse yourself. It's been trying to push you to say negative things. But guess what? Even if you did, guess what? You still got a pulse. God still got a plan. We cancel every negative thing that we put into the atmosphere. And we replace it with the word of life and with the word of faith. last few verses 32 take your flocks take your herds look at the next part as you said and be gone like you said don't you say you ain't gonna get nothing out of it no you about to get paid don't you say you just want out of this situation. You don't get, no, baby. You didn't go through all of that to just get out of it. You went through all of that so that you could come out of that with something in your. Look at this last part. He said, be gone. <laughs> but, but, but bless me as you leave. Here's what's amazing. Is even the people against you know that they need you to be a blessing to them. And watch me. And I don't need you in that moment to get an attitude. Ain't nothing to be mad about. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. He says, take your flocks and your herds as you said. Look at your neighbor and say, what you been saying? Say, I'm going to tell you what to say. Listen, now, listen, I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody with at least a, a, a teaspoon of hood. That's all I need, just a teaspoon. It's like red Kool-Aid. That's all you need. 
teaspoon. Now, you may be sitting next to a cup, a liter, a gallon. Bishop, what do you mean by hood? Aggressive. Say, 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 in the spirit. Let's release this. Say, he's about to blow your mind. As you said, as you said, make it personal. Say, he's about to blow my mind. Look at me. Verse 35. Here it is. Last two verses. Verse, last three verses. And the people of Israel did as Moses as instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. 36. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites. And, the, and they gave the Israelites, here it is again, whatever they asked for. You can have whatever you like. Listen, he said, they gave them whatever they asked for. So they stripped their suffering situation of its wealth. So they stripped that person that lied on them of the, y'all ain't gonna talk. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. How did they come out of Egypt on Passover? Look what the scripture says. Look what the scripture says. Go to the previous verse. Go to the previous verse. It says, and the people of Israel did as Moses instructed. They did as Bishop had instructed. And they asked for clothing, silver, and gold. Okay. Which means they look different. But watch me. And they're empowered differently. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're about to get some power. I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention. They didn't get alone. It was transferred. Y'all, we, we about to move. But, but I just need you to make this declaration and say, Earth, yield what belongs to me. And can I be honest, it's bigger than clothes, cash, and cars. No, baby, there's some peace the earth owes you. There's, watch me, there, there is some silence the earth owes you. There's a good day that the earth owes you. Let's stop. Verse 36. And they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. Verse 42, we're done, and then we're going into demonstration. Here we go. On this night, this is my verse. Remember I told you this, this, this my verse. If you don't, look to me, I love y'all. I, I really do. But if you don't get nothing out of this, I am good. This verse right here. On this night, the Lord kept his promise. What is Passover? It's your reminder that he's a promise keeper. Oh, I got to run now. What's Passover? It's your reminder that he's a promise. To, I need you to lift your hands and worship your God that tonight reminds you he's not going to lie to you. He's keeping his promise to you. Worship right there. Go, 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 go. Go. He's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. 
He, you're the head and not the tail. He is a promise keeper. You're above only and never beneath. He's a promise keeper. And he makes all things work together for your good. He's a He's not going to mess up his reputation lying to you. Say, so he's a promise keeper. He said he'd heal you tonight. He says, I'll keep my. He said he'd save your family tonight. He's going to keep. He said you'd be a millionaire by 30. I don't know who that's for, but I'm here to tell you he's going to keep his promise. Keep his promise. Keep his promise. Keep his promise. This is my verse. This is my verse. Right here. Right here. On this night, the Lord kept his promise. Look at somebody say, he's not going to lie to you. Say, who are you to lie to? He's not. He's not. Look at me. He kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. Here, here's, here it is. This, is, this, is this, this one, this right here, this right here. If I walk off this stage, y'all come up here and sing something, you hear? This right here. So this night belongs to him. Uh, this is so much bigger than you. This is so much bigger than you. This night belongs to him. And it must be commemorated what? Every year. This night belongs to him. Just the voices. This night belongs to him. Facebook, this night belongs to him. I need you to share on Facebook if you haven't already. YouTube, this night belongs to him. In the app, this night belongs to him. On the website, this night belongs to him. Wherever you're at, this night belongs to him. This night belongs to him. He's going to keep his promise. He's going to keep his promises. He's going to keep his promises. In the building, this night belongs to him. Can I hear your voices lift up a sound? Come on, you came to church on a Friday night. You know, they don't even do that in Denver. They came, you came to church on a Friday night. This night belongs to him. Come on in this building. This night belongs to him. 
press past. I know you're tired. Everybody worked. I need you to press past that. This night belongs to him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Get up from your desk. Get up off of your couch. There's somebody sitting in a cubicle. Get up out of your... I know you at work. Take you two minutes. You have on a red shirt and a headset. Stand up. This night. It's bigger than you. I wondered how they felt walking out of 430 years overnight and they just started marching and saying, we free, we're out of this. This night, I command every demonic force to loose its hold on your life. Mm, hallelujah, I command the enemy to back up over you. I command the gates of hell not to prevail against you because this night belongs to him I command the, the tricks the enemy's been playing in your mind to come to a conclusion tonight I command you to be 100% healthy and 100% healed I command you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet that you would be everything that God created you to be I bind up suicide. I bind up anxiety. I bind up overthinking. I bind up overeating. Come on, y'all. This night, this night, this night, this night belongs to him. So spirit break out, break our walls now. Everybody say, say. Just the voices. Y'all let them sing. Spirit break out. You say. Come on, I need you to hear y'all louder than that. Come on, come on, say break our wall. He wants to hear you say it. You say it. Spirit break out. Say heaven, come down. 
say spirit break come on and break our walls down oh, say spirit break say heaven come down hey say king Jesus to the name your glory. Yeah. Refreshing. We want to see. Yeah. We kind of see. Spirit break. Yeah, come on. Break her wall. Spirit break. Break our walls down. Before we move to full demonstration, we need two things. Say two things. Tonight, if you're on campus or you're online and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. You need to give your life to the Lord for the first time. Recommit yourself to him. And you're like, Bishop, I'm not sure, but I want to be sure tonight. It's no accident that you're on campus. There's no accident that you're online. If you need to give your life to the Lord, this is your moment. On the count of three online, do that hand wave emoji and say it's me. If you're in this building, just lift your hand and I count to three. Say, Bishop, I, I still got some issues. I still got some stuff I'm working through. Guess what? There's no place too low where the blood of Jesus came flow. You are not unreachable. You are not a wretch. You ain't ratchet. No, no, no. You're redeemed. If that's you, you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, be sure. In the building, hands up, online, hand wave emoji, say it's me, but I count to three. One, two, three, if that's you, respond right now where you're at. Right now where you're at. I see you, I got you. I see you, I got you. Come on, right where you're at, on campus and online. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race, to be faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. 
Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com.